0: podcast featuring brooklyn
1: rob and big mike rob what's good homie yes sir
0: we are in full bowling mode mike i just
1: i just appreciate your hypeness i do like you 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 come on you just, you're just ready you're ready
0: Dude, I'm ready. There's a lot to talk about, man. We got a whole bunch of bowling going on right now. I mean, we got the U.S. Open in, 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 in qualifying. We have to review a player championship show. Um, but before we talk about your league review, um, I put on Twitter uh, a little bit of a comment there that I got some some responses to. Comeback, maybe, Mike, maybe a comeback coming for me uh, bowling wise, I made an appointment at B3 Performance in Tempe, and I just happened to be fortunate enough to be uh, living close to one of a, uh, one of the best training facilities in the country for bowling. Uh, if anybody doesn't know B3 Performance, it's uh, owned and ran by Mike Calderon, who used to be an EBI um, rep, a uh, tour rep for years, and his uh, wife, Brandy, um, Brandy uh, Wolf, um, and... It's um I made an appointment. I'm going to get refitted, Mike. Uh I'm going to get my pat done. I'm going to drill an old blank ball that I got and I'm going to bowl for an hour on a sport pattern and see what's happening. So yeah, I'm excited to, to give some uh my league review next week on how I threw it and if uh, a comeback is imminent or if I pack up my shit and retire again. So
1: that's the well, news out of my uh, end, Mike. I mean that that honestly, first of all, that sounds like somebody we need on the show. Uh even oh, better. Yeah, even better yeah. if we could get them after you go there and get the get oh. the get the real scoop on what went down. Uh also sounds awesome. Sounds like an awesome experience. Sounds like something I would enjoy. Yeah, it's um, like Kegel.
0: It's like a Kegel training facility. Like it's just bowling like lanes. I haven't been there yet. I'm excited to see the facility. Um, but you know what though, I'll be honest. I think I needed a little bit of a rejuvenation to get my, like, motivation back. And I think getting refit uh, will help me, like, start to get the juices flowing again. So I don't want to go on a 30-minute rant if someone on YouTube accused me of if I was going to go this show. Um, but, you know, we'll see if I can get the juices flowing, maybe make a little bit of a comeback, make some goals. I think a little bit of a, my issue has always been my goals are way too big for what my ability is. Like my goal is like oh make a show like no like it's I gotta calm down, um yeah Dave, <laughs> I
1: can't uh, that's calm great. Out. So uh, anyway, Str- say Charlie, time, Mike. what's good, Charlie? Uh, saying snowed out of bowling tonight. Sorry to hear Anybody? that, Charlie. Had a big snowstorm over the weekend on the East Coast, and guess where I went to get snowed in? I went to one of my favorite places in the world, the Borgata Hotel. And casino and got snowed in from friday afternoon all the way until uh later on saturday probably about dinner time on saturday uh was the earliest that we were able to leave uh met our guy billy punch met our guy billy punch no doubt you're wrong about it being the best week of bowling we'll talk about that but had a couple drinks hung out talks some bowling talk my friends were like not only did I run into Billy Punch, but I also ran into Steve Pavlinko Jr. Shout out to him, and I ran into Alex Cavagnaro, Rob. Now, That's a name from the past that we're, we're that's both a shocker working, at the Borgata. Right? Yeah, right. I know. So uh, I ran into them as well, and needless to say, the my friends that I was with who were college friends and not bowling friends, they were like. Yo, like, how do you just know random people like at the Borgata just coming up to you like, what's up? I'm just like, yo, it's bowling community shit, man. It's just that's just it how it is, casino, So, man.
0: so yeah, had casino. had
1: a had a wonderful time, wonderful company, uh, wonderful time. Did really well at the casino, so that was good as well. So uh, great weekend. That check that off the bucket list. Get snowed in at the Borgata Hotel and Casino. Uh, so Rob, we have a lot to talk about tonight. Let's get the first things out of the way. League review. Okay. League review. Um I bull, I bowled good last night. I felt like I bowled good. I felt like I threw it good. Um missed left a little bit out there. Missed a few makeables. 595 225 180 190. Um, the 180, yeah I had I had some questionable shots. In fact, I think I threw somebody else's ball on one shot. Yeah, I
0: think. Yeah, how do you even? How do you even do that? You put your hand in the ball, you know instantly it's not your ball.
1: I don't know, oh, yo. Dude. Yo. So like, <laughs> the there were that's the worst thing I've were, ever heard. There were multiple zens on the rack, and <laughs> I just pick, I didn't realize there were multiple zens on the rack, and I just picked up the zen. And I, I, I just quickly put my hand in it and went. And what time you know, went like, though? Wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. Let's start this over again. Let's eh. start this over again. You put your hand in, and then you went, eh. dude. If you, as soon as you put your hand in the ball, you instantly know that's not your ball, dude. Like, I mean, we're. <laughs> I,
1: can't read the story. I know. I know. I, I so. And honestly, I couldn't confirm whether I actually threw the wrong ball or not. I, I I just all I know is that all I know is that when I put my hand in the ball, it did not feel good. The, the ball fell off my hand and I got I basically like picked three off the right. It was by far my worst shot of the night. And Dude, then the worst of the week then just listen and then when I when I went to throw the next shot, I put I picked up my ball I know it was my ball and I put my hand in it and it felt fine. It felt completely normal and I threw a great uh. shot and struck and I was like how did how did that shot feel so bad like how did that ball feel so bad on my hand? And I don't know. The only thing I could come, the only explanation I could come up with is that I picked up the wrong ball and threw the wrong ball. So dude, you should have said uh, that on this air, I'm dude. Just, and I'm People are like, lining you up right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I don't care. Yo, act like people haven't done some dumb, dumb stuff while bowling. Dude, I've never, I've never, out out <laughs> I've never done that. I've
0: never done that, dude. I have to ball be a,
1: on the wrong lane, dude. I've bowled
0: absolutely hammered before like couldn't even see and I would know if I put my hand in someone else's ball. <laughs> Dude, you're wilding, bro. That's a great story. So, uh oh, wait. Anthony Anthony you, you missed Mike picked up someone else's ball in league and threw it and still doesn't know if it was his ball or not. That's I know. where we are I,
1: right now. Coach uh, Rob, I swear it was it was one of the strangest things that I ever experienced in bowling. Like I just I didn't look at the ball, I just picked it up, I put my hand in it, I set up I went to go. It came off my hand. I was like, wow, that even when I was putting my hand in it, I was like, oh, that feels terrible. And I was like, I set up, I went, I got, I picked three, I came back, I, I picked up the, the, you know, my ball, I put my hand in it, and I was like, oh man, that feels completely so. Different.
0: Wait, I got to tell you a funny story. So I used to bowl league in Michigan with Tony Lacaz. If anybody doesn't know Tony Lacaz, he's a PBA champion, great bowler in his own right. He could never beat me in league. And he'll, he'll honest to God tell you this. I used to bet him every week and I used to beat him every week. He just couldn't match up very well in that house. The last week of league, he comes into bowling alley and he forgot his equipment. He literally used my ball and shot 800 at me with my ball. Took all my money that week and he did it with my own bowling ball. So you want to talk about like going out, like I beat him every week in league. But I remember the one week he shot 800 against me with my own ball. Put a piece of tape, and he's like, Yo, homie, I'm good. I was like, All right,
1: man, it's your funeral. Uh so, yeah, lig- league was okay, 595. One of my teammates, shout to Dorita, shot 710, I dude, think. people are dying, dude. <laughs> Great yeah. start to the night, I know. Mike's my, train
0: wreck of a league is always the best start of the night, right? One,
1: one of my teammates uh, shot 710. He bowled excellently all night. Uh, you know, my team had a good night. I also want to give a shout out to one of the guys we bowled. What up, Doyle? Uh, Lou Lou Gaudio. Uh, he came back after being out for a while. So shout to him for, for being able to get out there again. It was nice to see him out there. Um, Mr. X, I want to talk about Mr. X for a second. Can I talk about Mr. X? Sure. Okay. You
0: to, it's your, it's your night.
1: So Mr. X, this is the guy who quit my team and then joined rejoined yeah. the league with another aware
0: of okay. <laughs> Mr. So X at this point. They,
1: his new team missed the first week of this half. So we had to wait for them to post bowl until we put that pattern out because each week it's a different pattern, right? So last night, Mr. X and his team, I don't even care about his team. I don't even know his teammates. I'm going to talk about Mr. X. He comes we'll get in to, that. We'll and, get to that, they, that. They post bowl for the two weeks ago. They bowl the blind. So they sweep. So Mr. X before we start bowling last night is walking around telling everybody how they're in first place. How they're in first place and he comes down to one of my teammates and tells my teammate uh oh, the team we're bowling tonight we're going to we're going to win nine. Okay, we're going to we're going to win nine off this team. Yeah, they proceeded to 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 lose 7 out of 9. So interesting developments with Mr. X. They were in first place now they're sliding down. I'll keep everybody up on that. All right. So
0: Team uh, Mushtare, if anybody doesn't get that reference, uh, you, you're, you're watching the wrong bowling channel.
1: Yeah, post-bowling, <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, all right, all right, right, Rob, let's, let's keep it moving. Here. Uh, every once in a while, Rob, you and I, we decide that we have to throw down on the, 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 the bowling community. Mainly throw down on the bowling commentary community and provide something special for the people. OK, and if you were watching w- the show with us on Saturday night, you understand exactly what I'm talking about, because it was an example of what I'm talking about. You know,
0: flagging our three year, uh, three year anniversary. This, this year of our show, man. Certainly. What a show that was, though. Saturday night, if you guys ha- happen to be not watching or listening, we did live commentary. We had uh Robert Smith Maximum Bob, Big Shot Bob, he's got a hundred nicknames. He did a commentary with us for a game, which was awesome because Robert Smith is an amazing person and he's awesome to talk ball so with. Sick.
1: The the commentary from all three guests was just super high level. If you if you watch the PBA show and think, ah, uh, you know, this is this, this. is the
0: OG. Frank is the OG with the Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. Man, I
1: love it. They talk. You know, if you watch the PBA show and you um. You know, you you think ah they mention the same things all the time and it's very general. Listen, come and watch the show with us. The the commentary was deep, it was specific. Uh some of the things that these guys were pointing out were happening in, in real time on the show while we were watching. Robert Smith was an was an amazing guest. He was so much fun to have. Uh then we bring in Norm Duke, Rob.
0: Dude, Norm Gift Duke out the of left people, field. Okay. Out of left field. Gift
1: for the people, Norm Duke. And if you didn't watch the live commentary on Saturday night, I'm going to say this, it's worth it to go back and watch the it show is. again with our yeah. live commentary, specifically for uh the the, the duke portion of that commentary. Uh, we asked them about the Your thing controversy. We asked them generally about it, Rob. We didn't we didn't give them specific about it. <clears throat> Rob, we're not even going to give the people his answer. If you want to see it, Go back and watch that. Hit the subscribe button so you don't miss this Saturday. Okay. Monday. Uh, oh, Sunday. Sorry. It's gonna be on Sunday. And Rob, that's what we wanted to tell the people. Uh, we threw down last week. We're not we're not promising as as great a package this week. We, you know, I mean, give us, give us some slack here, people. All right, but we will be doing another live watch this Sunday, all right, for the US open final. So if you guys wanna want to uh, join us on Sunday. All right, we will be here 15 minutes before the show starts. Okay, we will be live, and uh, we will go until the end of the show. All right, we we you know obviously there's a lot going on. Uh, you guys can imagine you know what it takes to kind of put something like that together, like we did last week. So we're we're working on things uh, behind the scenes, but with all these guys bowling and travel being involved and things of that nature, you know a lot of things are up in the air. So Rob, we're not going to make any promises or announcements. But we will tell the people, we'll be there. We know you'll be there. I'll be there. We'll be watching the show. Uh, so come join us. Come join us on Sunday for the U.S. Open final.
0: Right. Yeah, the, uh, the the special guest is – I don't want to announce any special guest because if you know something happens, I don't want the people to yell at me when we had that Randy Peterson fallout, remember? We were looking for Randy for a few weeks. We were. Um, and I got so much shit for it. Um, but – yeah, uh, May, I mostly can,
1: mostly from me.
0: If we can get some uh, players on to do some like live commentary and some feedback, then uh, I'll bring them on. Um,
1: but if not, and listen, then me and Mike here could do it. If if you're a player and you're watching this and you want, and we haven't reached out to you and you'd like to come and join us, even to just watch a game, whether it be for this major championship or any of the majors throughout the season, hit us up. You know, send us an email, hit us up on social media. We'd be we'd be uh, more than happy to have you. Uh, all right, so. Rob, we're going to introduce something new to the people tonight, right? You, you and I you, oh, and I, you and I have head. been working on something behind the scenes, all right? And really, what we wanted to, I, and I'm going to explain it to the people because we, the goal of this, to me, is to get the people involved in our review of the weekly PBA events, okay? And I hope, I hope that after I'm done explaining. People will have a, a a better picture of what I mean by that. Okay. So usually, Rob, when we have reviewed PBA events in the past, you and I kind of just went back and forth on our observations. Right. So I came to you a while back with the PBA season coming up, and I was like, Rob, let's let's find a more formatted way to review these PBA events. Let, let's come up with several numerous categories that we can use to Highlight different things that we want to highlight throughout the week of the PBA tournament. All right, and have
0: some fun doing it.
1: And have some fun doing it, right? Because that's how you know,
0: we do it. That's our uh, that's our is. like,
1: and and that's the Emma. kind of stuff we point out anyway, right? So so here's what we have for the people. Here's what we created. All right, we created basically six categories. All right, that we that for every PBA tournament this year, when the week wraps up and the show is over. Okay we are going to review the tournament using these six categories throughout the entire season all right so every week the way we review the tournament the tournament will be the same we, you will hear the same titles to each category rob and i will will use the same themes and ideas to to make the to highlight the things that we want to highlight throughout the week in these categories and honestly once you listen and you understand what the categories are, basically after our show tonight or, or whenever you're listening to this, you can actually go through the standings of the tournament for the week and kind of look at it in your own way and come up with your own list You know, and, and get involved in our conversation here in that way. Okay. So, should I introduce the categories now, Rob, or should we just go through them and we'll, we'll introduce them? We'll just go them? through them. Okay. All right. And let's let's go the through side. them. All right. So, the first category that we're always going to start with is obviously, the most important it's what we would usually do anyway, Rob, we're going to run the ladder. That's the first thing we're going to do every week when the PBA tournament r- wraps up, we're going to run the ladder. So run the ladder. This category uh, of reviewing the tournament is for Rob and I to go through all four matches from the step ladder. And, you know, we'll, we, we might concentrate on one match versus another, but generally we will uh, touch on all the matches and review them all. All right. So Rob, for the PBA Players' Championship, which obviously took place over, over you know, basically three weeks, okay? Uh, for the PBA Players' Championship, we're, to, to clarify, we're talking about all the way from the final, uh, all the way back to the regional qualifying, all Right, We were looking at the whole tournament. We're reviewing the whole tournament here. Uh, let's run the ladder first. Uh, match one, Grandpa Tommy Jones.
0: I mean, it was pretty simple. Fah found it early and had it all game, and Tommy just couldn't get comfortable. I mean, there's really not a whole lot of Fah just really run ran away Fah with. I mean, Fa was too, too much.
1: Fa was too much. He was too locked in. He had a great look on both lanes. He ended up shooting 279. All right, that's my match. analyst of that. <laughs> yeah, well, that, you know, we're running the ladder here. You know, so, some matches are going to be easy to analyze. Other matches might be a little bit tougher. Uh, match two, okay. Foul to me the, the the key in that match was the file lost his look
0: yeah if it went it went the complete opposite Fa had nothing that match arturo you know had a great look uh was throwing it really well uh and i mean really the analyst of that match is close to the same as the first match mike Foul lost his look the urethane stopped looking good he started hooking early on the right lane yeah he had he had, hooked, he had to
1: make a couple ball changes
0: yeah game. Just, he tried a couple yeah.
1: ball changes in that game and they didn't really work out and yeah, it was it was very. You're right. It was very similar to what had occurred in the first match. And again, Arturo in that game bowled, bowled a great game. I think he bowled like 248. So he put the pressure on Fa the whole game and, and and threw it great that game actually. Okay, so Arturo wins. He goes on to Belmo. bowl Belmo right and and before that match, Rob. If people go back and they they listen to the live broadcast that we did. We asked Norm Duke who he would like in this match because the odds were in favor of Arturo going into that match, right? But as he pointed out to us in the live broadcast, he felt that Belmonte was going to, to possibly change the lane so much just in the, in the shots he had in practice and in the initial opening shots of the match that it was going to impact greatly what Arturo was doing. And Rob, you, you really got to see how good these guys are at seeing what's going to happen and predicting what's going to happen because that's to me anyway, that's exactly what happened.
0: I mean, yeah, Belmo throwing a urethane ball and it was a surface urethane ball in the right lane. That was his strong lane too, Mike. He made, he made the urethane the pitch black look fantastic on the right lane. Uh, and you know, the left lane was a little bit spotty, right? Um, Lot, the longer pattern lane if you missed a little bit right there was a chance the ball wasn't coming back there's a chance you could two eight ten um and Belmo just honestly man he his end of that game was unbelievable he threw some awesome shots Quintero made was it was a close match for a while uh and Belmo like really just put the cement on at 10
1: frame so. Well, it's funny. It's so good. Okay, so you go to match four and we get the matchup we want with Belmo versus Rash, right? And that, that is what everybody wanted. So we end up there anyway. And I, I wrote down in a review of that match is that, you know, to me these last two games was another Belmo classic. Like take these two games, put them in a little box, put that video clip in a box, make an NFT of it if you want, put that away over here and save that because that goes and gets filed under uh classic jason belmonte wins you know but doesn't it feel like execution execution, his opponents always
0: give him his opponents always give it back to him i feel like
1: isn't isn't that something that that happened in this match so are are you referring to where he split and then and then bless you where he split and then rash went up and split immediately after yeah to me that whenever
0: Belmo makes a mistake his opponents seem to give it back to him I don't know it seemed (sighs) like that happened didn't it though doesn't it seem that well, happen
1: more than often? I mean, you know there was probably a lot going on there mentally in that match too, you know, be with, with with everything involved in the in the rivalry of those two. Uh, I, I don't know if his opponents so much give it back to him is that he just has the good fate of good timing in, in, in some of those instances. You, know, you call it like, good
0: timing. I call it luck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess you could probably say six of one, half dozen of the other. Yeah. I think um, David
0: Tolson has a good point here. Um, he's right. Rash's look on the left lane wasn't as good as Saturday as it was on Friday. Yeah. It was different because you had five people bowling on one pair at the same time, three games. This was different. The step ladder, they practice on them differently. They start. It, it's, it, it's hard to compare Friday night to, to Saturday because it's just way way different when they how they all were practicing they're all doing different things um but man like belmo getting up though in the 10 frame and locking it out well first of, this, of all
1: he makes the three six nine which he's so good at <laughs> he Barry. makes the three six nine yo yeah. they're impossible and he makes the three six nine. Listen, I challenge any of you house hacks to go out on something tough and <laughs> have the three six nine set up and try and make it. Okay, it's hard. And, and out of one hundred tries, my over 50, under 50 probably 50-50. point flip. Yo, I'll give people odds on thirty out of one hundred.
0: Oh, okay. give me those odds! I'll take those. On odds. Some,
1: no, I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to you. You're going to be so pre-training this weekend. I'm talking. I know. So, so, uh, yeah, like sicko. It's hard, man. Yo, he's hard. a sicko. Like, if if you if you are one of those people that thinks he only wins because he throws it with two hands, yo, I'm sorry. Like, you're an idiot. You're in an it. And there's some people that I know and respect in the bowling community that think that. And yeah, like you're I'm sorry, you're wrong. The guy's a shot maker, yo. Like look look at it for what it is. Okay. Uh,
0: somebody's on back on the Belvo wagon all of a sudden. All of a sudden.
1: Well, on all, the, all of a sudden. Oh, all right. It's one yo. It's one event, but but listen, if this is what he's going to bowl like all year, and Rob, he's already you know in the yeah, US Open, at the open. Gold, great round one. He's oh, he's not going, going he's anywhere. The only, he's the only player who's bowling well in round two that I've saw. Um, look, if he's going to bowl like that, forget it. It's going to be a long season for everybody else.
0: Charles Reeves is a. I mean, fair point, right? There's a lot of guys bowling out there with two hands that ain't winning. I mean, look, yeah, this guy, I don't. He's people the, ignore that. He's the I don't greatest know. ever. Oh, no. All right, so but here's the thing that about the show that I wanted to point out is I was really hoping that Belmo didn't strike in the first shot. I wanted to see Rash get up in a 10 frame and I wanted to see him have to throw two strikes in nine to win a major or three strikes because if that happened, it would have been so much of more of a, a dramatic ending to that show. Um, I did feel like and I could get a lot of shit for this, but it's my opinion, I did feel like the show did fall short on the, the drama and the like you know expectation of some emotions. I, I kind of felt like it felt short of of it. But I think the PBA did a great job squashing any of any emotion by announcing that fine and suspension for Sean Rash before this show. So the PBA just completely sucked the emotion right out of the show, in my opinion. Cause if I if I'm a, a pro and I'm bowling on that show. Yeah, especially Rash being on a, a year probation. It's just like a succubus sucking the life and the in the energy out of the show, in my opinion. So great job to the PBA and Bolero for for sucking the life out of that show because that could have been so much of a better show.
1: I don't know. I thought Quintero and Belmo brought some energy to the show. Yeah, you know, I think I think Rash was was very reserved. I think in order for him to really uh you know break out emotionally there, you probably would have people had to remember see who you described. People remember it's one event. Let's see, let's see how the rest, let's see how the rest of the year goes. It's
0: gonna be a lot of events, Mike. All right, well,
1: okay. You you know, I stand by it. All right, Rob, we're gonna continue through our list of reviewing the event here. All right. Again, I want to remind people we're talking about the whole event. We're talking about all the way from the final step ladder where Belmo wins, all the way back to the regional qualifying here. All right, our second category to discuss the tournament, Rob, is gonna be who would you want to ride with? Who would you not want to ride with? All right. Like and here's home, how this, right, Like here's ride how home, this, right? This, no, ride to the next event. Ride to the next event. Like this okay. category, we look at the standings and we think to ourselves, all right, well, if we had to drive, we were at the PBA event, we had to drive to the next event. Who's somebody that we would want to ride with and who's somebody that we would not want to ride with on the way to the next event? All right. So, Rob, what do you got for the people here?
0: Who are we doing with the ones we want to ride or the what are we starting?
1: Let, let's go want to ride first.
0: I want to, I want to ride with Otero Quintero to the next stop. Cause I feel like dude, this, this guy like was off what six or seven years, dude. He was completely on a high. He, this was the second show he made in two weekends. Um, you know, amazing show last weekend took Belmo to the, literally the, the, the brink, right. Of almost getting to the championship Dude, I'd be riding with Artero, blasting the mariachi music. Dude, just <laughs> riding with Artero, man. With some, dude, just him talking in Spanish, me not understanding. Just some it's a, a fun ride to the next tournament with Artero for sure, man. L- making him buy some expensive dinner. Dude, I, Arturo, Artero, man. Great tournament. Coming out party for sure for Artero. Deserved it, man. Practiced a lot, bowled a lot.
1: All right, good good choice, Rob. I like it. All right, uh, if I had to choose to ride with somebody out of this whole Players' Championship event, it, it honestly would probably be Cortez Shank. Cortez, what up? What up, young bull? Yo, made a run at the show, bowled the GOAT, bowled great against the GOAT. No shame in that. Made this PBA show. Man, his ride home had to be, had to be bumping. If young I'm kid, him, young I'm man. young, I'm bumping. I got some money in my pocket. You know, I just I just bowled the goat on TV. No one's going to hate on you because you lost to the goat. In fact, people are probably going to give you props even though you lost against the goat. For so, sure. uh, yeah, I, I would probably choose Cortez Shank to ride, to ride with to the next event. I wouldn't mind that. All right, Rob, I'm going to give my would not want to ride with to okay. the next event. All right, cool. and my choice here is going to be Tony Sambueno. <laughs> oh, Toby. <laughs> Tony <laughs> <laughs> Sambueno because – that still was
0: miserable.
1: Yo, like that's a silent oh. ride. We've, all, no. had we've oh. all had that. We've all had that. We've all at that. We've all caught a bad break, you know, to, to right to miss a you know, miss a cut or not make, you know, not win a oh. match or not lose money or whatever it Dude, is. And worst. Rob, you know, those rides home after those breaks, they can go anyway. Like it might be a dead silent ride home, you know, where you're just riding with the windows down, letting the air hit you and cool down. There, no, might, bueno. there might there might no. be some some breathing techniques on the way home there okay uh it might it might be a, a spaz out ride home there might be yelling screaming banging the steering wheel on the way home so okay. yeah i i, I wouldn't want to take in that ride with uh with toby sorry man
0: hmm. mike my pick is actually somebody already spoiled it in the chat um dude i am not riding with kevin williams bro um to bowl 28 games and to miss the show by stoning a nine pin. And keep in mind that's like stone eight, you know, for for a righty, because he's a lefty. Is I can't imagine having to deal with that, especially 28 games, Mike. 28 games. And then you do that to miss the show. You dude, I'm sure he's probably got some super hateful gangster rap. He's probably rapping all the way home. He's probably got some vintage 80s easy e. Oakland Raider hat, Jerry curled, Easy E man, just dude just talking Cube. about
1: Ice Cube. Ice
0: Cube, dude, the the super hate, right? Like just cursing everybody, f this, f that, you know, just just crazy amount of, of of crazy rap he's probably listening to on his way home. But
1: yeah, I had I had Dick Allen as a as a close second there because he bowled twenty eight games and missed the show by five pins. And finished second yeah. last year, so yeah, that that was probably a tough ride home too. All right, was. Rob. Next category, next category. You, you, do you guys get what we're doing yet? You see what we're doing yet? We're breaking the tournament down by count. Cal- All right, run the ladder. Who would you want to ride with? Not ride with. Here's our next category. I see you, Hoss. I see you, Hoss. All right. I see. I see you, Hoss. See you, Hoss is a category where where Rob and I pick out somebody that hey yo we see you, Hoss. Like nice run. Nice yeah. run, you know. Good Thing, run, things, bro. Are, things are on the upswing for this person, you know. Nice run. Keep it going. Keep your head up. I see you, Hoss. Rob, who you got?
0: I see you, Mookie Betts. Ooh. I see one, you, Rob. Mookie Betts.
1: Good one, Rob. Yo, 29th, I, you, Hoss. 29th I Yo, I, yo, I respect 64. your game, Hoss.
0: Dude, 29 out of 64, my man. Dude, my man is a professional baseball player, he doesn't bowl probably half the year. Dude, they play 162 games and then spring training and all kinds of stuff. My man finished 29th out of 64 bowlers. Sick. Dude, you don't think that, that guy can bowl? Dude, imagine if he was on full-time. He'd probably be making a show. I I see you, Mookie.
1: I see you. Keep doing you, boo. <laughs> Yo, Keep doing you, boo. Re- really, really good. Uh okay. Uh, some some somebody in the chat took mine. All right, that's okay. Robert Mattingly in the chat took my Bailey Maverick,
0: Bailey Maverick, the I goose. Yo, the goose and Maverick. I see,
1: I see you, Hoss. I see you, Hoss. First PBA event, first PBA show. Not a bad showing. I see you, Hoss. Definitely see you. All right, Rob. Next category. This is my favorite
0: one. I hope it's my favorite one. Next
1: category. The people will not be surprised by this one. Dumpster diving gold medal.
0: Who's taking the gold, Mike? The Who's gold medal for the dumpster, or the
1: dumpster diving. Okay. Nice little swan dive into the dumpster. Okay. All right. Uh, who you got, Rob?
0: Mike, I'm giving a lot of gold medals for this answer.
1: Oh, it's, oh, you got a list, huh?
0: I got a, it's anybody who finished below Mookie Bats at the regional. Okay. Yo,
1: yo! Oh, my Dude, God. You guys consider yourself professional bowlers? Oh, my God. You guys consider yourself
0: professional bowlers? Yeah. Dude, you bowling full-time. You have your pro card. You're going home. You're going home and telling everybody that you got your pro card, that, you know, oh, I'm a professional bowler, and you're going to let a guy who plays full-time baseball beat you? Yo, man, you, man, congrats, man. I'm giving a whole bunch of gold medals to anybody who finished below Mookie Betts. Okay, <laughs> someone, someone gave it to Rob Stone. <laughs> I know a lot of
1: people were saying Rob and Randy, Rob and Randy. Okay, that's awesome. All right, uh, you know what? Anthony Battaglia making a good point in the uh, in in the chat too. That Brandon Runk. Brandon Runk should be an honorable mention for ICU Hoss for sure. Yeah, he but sure. he, he both great. He threw it great, you know, even though he didn't make it to that final show. But okay, Uh Here's who I got for dumpster diving. <laughs> dumpster diving gold medal. It's laid on us, man. It's from the West Region. <laughs> Congrats. I got I got Kevin Saucier. All right. I never Kevin, heard. Of, what did he do? Never heard, heard of him either. <laughs> Rob, for 28 games, my man went minus 1153. For 28 games, 158. 158. I mean, I don't know, man. Uh, That that's that's some impressive dumpster diving. Like you you were deep on that dive. You know you were fully committed to that dive. Like there were a lot of DNFs in this tournament because people realized they were out of it. You know, but uh, man, talk about commitment. Okay. Oh, I I have no comment on that. I mean, goodness gracious, goodness gracious. Hey man,
0: experience. I guess mark it up to experience and learning. Okay. All right, Mike. We got one more category, right? No, two more. Two,
1: two more, two more for the people. Okay. Our next category is spare shootah.
0: Oh, the spare, spare shoota.
1: Okay. So this category is where we highlight uh, some sort of spare, an important spare, uh, perhaps a miss spare, you know, whatever, whatever direction we choose to go. Go ahead, Rob.
0: The spare shooter award goes to everybody on the region shows, those five shows. Hey, no. you all sucked. You all sucked. Yo, the How many misspares was so bad on
1: those shows? Dude,
0: though. it's so bad. It's to the point where you just go, What the hell? Like be... dude. Every match there was a misspare by like both opponents. Like every match. The over and under must have been like over like 10 misspares I felt like in every show. I it felt like that. Every Every time someone left a spare, her, they missed it. I'm giving that award to the all five shows. Twenty-five players on that show.
1: Yo, uh we Rob, we we could have retired if we were able to bet Ms. uh on, will there be a miss miss uh single pin. Yeah. On, every on every, on every match I would have bet over. Oh my goodness. All right. My spare shoota award goes to Brad and Kyle. Shout guys. To YouTube. The giving YouTube's you the awards. The, the reason is because one goes up and misses a 10 pin, and then the other one goes up and misses the 10 pin. It's like, gosh, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, uh, <laughs> <points>. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yo, it's
0: true, uh, man. Maximus that's, that's, is 100%. Yeah, yo, true. That's a good,
1: that's a good point, dude. That's, that's, that's it, man. RIP,
0: right. yo, pour one out, man, with Kevin Williams, man. Pour yeah. one out for the RIP right, for the spare
1: shooting, yeah, true. So, uh I give it to Brad and Kyle. I mean, they have a hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube. Uh, you know, feel free feel free to share and plug us, guys. Uh, and they do a lot of instructional videos and whatnot. But like, they <laughs> oh no, miss 10, then they make it to TV in a match against each other, and they both miss a ten pin. It's not a very good look. It's maybe maybe they time. should
0: do an instructional video on how on how to make spares. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, use that as an example, I guess. Okay, oh, last category here, Rob, for the people, and again, people. We're going to review the tournament the same way every week throughout this year. Every week, we're running through these categories. So if you if you want to play along with us, you want to get involved in the conversation next week. You know when uh, when the tournament is done on Sunday, take a look at the standings. Pick out pick out your ICU Haas. Pick out your dumpster diving gold medal. Okay. Uh, last category here, Rob. We're calling it milk carton. <laughs> Milk what carton. does that mean?
0: Explain okay. that. What do we what are we so trying to do with this one? In
1: milk carton, we're trying to look at the standings and see a name that perhaps we haven't seen in a while that's okay. been on the milk carton, right? And we recognize it perhaps from the milk carton. It's like, oh Hoss, like milk ghost, carton. All the right, ghost. you're back. The yeah, ghost. you're back. Ghost. Okay. So who do you got, Rob?
0: Oh man. Dude, Mark Williams. Do you remember Mark Good Williams,
1: one. man? Dude, How with can the you big red Mark hair? Williams, yo.
0: But he almost won a different category, and he almost won the gold medal for dumpster diving because he, I believe, DNF, because he was averaging 199, but he was in last. So I'm going to assume
1: that was a DNF for Mark Williams. He's, he's gotta okay be up now. there in age though, too, right? So you gotta hope he, you know oh, everything's dude. well health-wise with him. But
0: Robert Smith is talking about that <laughs> hey he bold, um, yeah. No he doubt. bold, he did, but Mark Williams is my uh, uh milk carton award.
1: Okay. Uh, my my milk carton, and I hope word gets back to this person too, because I, I would like for them to hear this and, and watch this. My milk carton goes to Mike Eaton Jr.
0: Ooh. That's a that's a blast for my past for sure.
1: Mike Eaton, Wichita, Wichita Shocker, Wichita Shocker, Wichita State guy finished in twelfth place uh, in his in his regional. Um, He was on the show, the ESPN College Championship Show. It was probably in like nineteen ninety eight, like spring of nineteen ninety eight. I would imagine. And he was on that show, and I believe they were bowling against Michigan State. Billy Sell was on that show as well. He pops in the chat every once in a while. Uh, That show, like, inspired me to want to bowl in college. Like, watching that broadcast was what made up my mind, like, 100%. Like, yeah, I I have to go do this. Like, I have to go try this. I have to go have this experience at some school that – has some sort of an opportunity to make it and compete at this level that these guys are competing at and uh mike eaton was one of the the better bowlers on that show and i always remembered that that name right dave mentioning in the chat he beat jd to win 40k at the showboat i know that was that was uh actually was probably around the same time i believe right did did make that final so Great young bowler. I mean, really, like can't overemphasize how how good he was when he was a young player. Haven't. I mean, I've seen his name here and there around, but really haven't seen him that competitive. Twelfth place, like I said, finished pretty good. So, yeah, I give him my milk carton award.
0: Yeah, man, Mike Eden, friend of mine. Um, I I want to say he was a Michigan guy because I believe he was really good friends with Brian Wilder. Um, And I, I want to say there is some connection there. I don't remember, but I remember Mike Eden being a Michigan guy and maybe crossing paths with him when I went to college out there. So good fr- – you know, he's a friend of mine. I've known him since I was a you know, younger guy bowling to college. And good to see him still bowling competitively, honestly. You know, no good finished 12th, man. Good for him.
1: All right, so Rob – that wraps up our review of the Players' Championship.
0: Yeah, Grand Rapids, Michigan, Spectrum Lanes. I knew it. I knew he was a Michigan guy. I, just, I remember running into him a lot out there. Okay. So, yeah, so that's our – yeah, uh, people, you know, keep track of your categories. And next time we talk, it will be next week for the U.S. Open. We'll be running through the same categories. We'll be giving our opinions, and we want to hear your, um, your takes on who's, you know, the gold medal for dump- dumpster diving and, you know – who you see, Haas? Who do you see?
1: Who you got? Who you got? got. All right, uh, Rob. Let's talk. You you just you just brought it up, right? Let's <sighs> let's talk a little U.S. Open. Let's talk U.S. Open. Uh,
0: second day of qualifying is going on as we speak. Mike, they look abs- abnormally tough, tougher than usual at least today, right? I mean, let's talk. there's some pros that are throwing plastic on their first shot, right? I know if you've watched more than I've watched. So, one, what are you seeing? What's what's what? What are your takes after second day right now?
1: Like I advocate for tough lane conditions everywhere, uh, but even even I think there's a limit, and what they have out there today uh, might be like too tough for a standard. Not for EJ Tackett. Yeah, I see. I see. Dude, uh,
0: if he bowls—that's crazy. I mean, he's great, great bowler. You know, we'll see if he's got a great look right now. If he makes a show, maybe he he'll be able to to to, to win one here, a big one.
1: Yeah, uh, brutally tough today is what I would say. Yesterday, they they looked extremely tough as well. I mean, definitely seemed a little bit easier to strike and get to the pocket consistently yesterday than it was today, from what I watched but oh my goodness i mean you want this is this is a, a serious test serious test here uh mike Ruther in the chat pointing yeah, out that's only 108 entries uh 26 from the ptq over 400 in 2005 now am I, I you know i don't know just forgive me but i was under the impression that this was like isn't it a limited field by invite i i, I want to say there's yes there's a ptq yeah, so, because
0: they send, an, they send an email out. Remember saying that you're invited to the bowl or something? I remember somebody told yeah. they would put it up on their like social media.
1: Right. So, uh, you know, that may have mm-hmm. something to do with the low amount of entries as well. It is you know, a limited so field. Aware. I'm sure our fans know about and it. And I don't – I, honestly, I don't like it. I don't like I don't. it. I, I hate it. I, open I, it up. I'm, it's the open. I'm watching the field and and no disrespect to anybody in this field. I'm not, I'm not, I do not have any single player in mind when I say this, but generally I see a lot of names that I don't recognize and I don't see a lot of names that I would expect to be there, you know. So I don't know, like, yeah, it's the US Open, open it up. All right, open it up, like enough, enough with the, with the limited fields. I don't know. I, I, I understand the numbers. So let me ask you,
0: so how do you the, like the
1: fairness of, uh, I guess, I guess the, the 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 fairness of running the event gets a little tougher as the numbers and the squads, et cetera, go up. But at the same time, like I want to see the U.S. Open be the U.S. Open. I feel like that's part of the grind of like working your way through a minefield of competitors.
0: Okay, so I got two points here. First point is how do you differ? Because we always would talk about on previous shows how people – should be bowling this tournament. There are a lot of people who shouldn't be bowling this tournament, like that are averaging like one forty and one in one thirty and one fifty. So we want to open up the field, but we also want to keep out those type of players. No, that shouldn't be there. Or do you want to just open it up and
1: you know? No, let them I want I want to open it up in to to a larger amount of high level players.
0: Okay. Yeah. You get what I'm saying, right? Yes,
1: yes, exactly. I don't want to open it up to any Tom Dick and Harry who's going to go out and bowl twenty-four games of of ridiculousness. But I do I do want to see some some top, you know, I want to see anybody who is anybody in in the bowling environment. uh, I think that's hard competing in the US Open. Dude, with the way,
0: you know, I don't want to get down this road because we could, but the way you the, the how you can't how would the USBC differentiate a top tier player and someone who or who's someone who's a pretender averaging 230, who's going to go there and average 140?
1: Oh, uh, I don't think that's so hard to differentiate. I mean, PBA members participation in PBA regionals, you know, p- participation in other high level USBC events, USBC Open, USBC Masters. You know, you can go back a year or two, see who participated. I mean. Rob, honestly, maybe it needs to be done off of a disqualification purpose. Like, you know, I will right, we'll let you in. You know, you average one seventy, and you're never getting back. I'm not in coming back, sorry. I like,
0: but yeah, but you know. so, but that doesn't that. What if I average one seventy and I really worked on my game throughout the year? I want to go back there and maybe do better. I mean, should I? Why should I be disqualified for averaging one seventy?
1: Okay, all right. Maybe one seventy is too high.
0: I'd say anything below 5. like one, like one hundred and fifty. If you average below one hundred and fifty, then maybe you should go on a waiting period. I don't know. Maybe there should be like a three-year wait or something. I don't know. We can go down this road, but I want—I want to also point this out. Uh, Nico, speaking of the PTQ, Jillian Martin bought the PTQ with five hours of sleep. Okay, she did an amazing thing by qualifying for the PTQ. Like, there's without a doubt, this girl is what 16, 17 years old, and she made it to the U.S. Open. She's a beast. Can we? Can we stop with the five hours of sleep shit? Because, Mike, when I was in college, we used to bowl on three hours of sleep. When I bowled action when we were kids, we used to bowl on two hours of sleep, and we were still at a a, a top. When you're 16, 17 years old, five hours of sleep is actually a lot of sleep compared to what we did when I was a kid, and I used to bowl on two, three hours of sleep and bowl at a high level. Stop with the five hours of sleep stuff. The media just, just is out of control with that, but- that doesn't mean that we should, you know, um talk I mean we shouldn't talk about her PTQ qualifying as a 16-year-old, 17-year-old girl guy. That's impressive. And we all know she's that good. Okay. Um she she's going if the PWBA continues and the tour lasts through the years, she can go down as maybe being the best woman bowler, you know, of her generation, honestly. You know, we'll wait and see, but the way she's going. Girls, incredible. So that being said, I got it out of my system. Stop with the five hours of sleep. Stop it. Okay,
1: fair enough. All right. So Rob, we'll be uh, we'll be following up on the U.S. Open, right? We'll be following up on the U.S. Open live you know, commentary Sunday. Live commentary Sunday. You know, social media. Uh, give us a fo- give us a follow, right? Uh, I'm at the two He's at Broken Rob eleven. We'll definitely be active over there as they get to the show, but. Yeah, like Friday, Saturday is probably two of my favorite days in the bowling year, where you have those uh, twenty-four games of round robin match play. We don't get that uh, a ton anymore, so I love that format. I just think it's amazing, and uh, I'll definitely be be spending a lot of time this weekend. You know, particularly Friday and Saturday, uh, watching those match play rounds, especially Friday night. Love, love that match play round Friday night. Um, all right, Rob, let's give the people what they want.
0: My worst of the week is is definitely not the ordinary normal worst of the week. I'm giving my worst of the week to Ryan Simonelli,
1: okay? Wow. Yeah. Wow. A name, a name that we all recognize other than Tim Buck for worst of the week. This is significant. Mm.
0: Yes. So we didn't talk a whole lot about this because we were too busy with the Players' Championship and all the drama that was going on with Rash and whatnot. Uh, Ryan Simonelli bowled a internet bowling troll. Um, now, I, I'm, I'm familiar with this with this gentleman. I, I've never talked to him, but I, I understand what Ryan Simonelli did. Um, and he ended up bowling this guy who he had no business bowling. And they bowled for a significant amount of money. Not really sure what it was, but I think it was maybe a couple thousand dollars, Um Ryan Simonelli is supposed to be one of the best in the world. He is one of the best in the world. I would consider him a top 20 in the world if I was to make a top 20, most likely top 15, even honestly, like he doesn't really have any business bowling. This, this, this kid who, this guy who, you know, was talking shit over the internet. I feel like it was just free money for him, which I I get, but I, I know a lot of my friends who are top tier bowlers in the world wouldn't have even paid any attention or given this guy any kind of like attention for being an internet troll and then bowling him. Um, so my worst of week goes around Simonelli because if you're a top-level pro, uh, you should probably just ignore the internet trolls. I know Big Mike has a hard time ignoring the internet trolls. but um, I'm not a
1: top-level pro though.
0: You're not a top-level pro. I know a lot of my friends who are top-level pros would probably even would have just ignored it. And then he bowled him, he steamrolled him Mike Ryan steamrolled his kid, I think he bowled like three hundred one match
1: the yeah I mean be the easiest bet be the easiest bet in the world I mean come Dude, on it's like just,
0: come on Ryan like be better man like just ignore the guy and bowl bowl what you need bowl your 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 regionals and your national tournaments and win that way, but I don't you know, know I kind I mean, of felt listen. like
1: if I'm not busy and some some internet guy wants me to show up and kick his ass and wants to hand me a four-figure amount of money, you know, I'm with it. I'm with it. Yeah, but you,
0: don't you have a lot more to lose? What if he lost? I mean, just I'm just throwing that out there. There's a small percent chance he was going to lose that match, but what if he lost? Doesn't that like – oh, man, I yeah, couldn't even imagine.
1: Good. Not real good.
0: Yeah. But, all right. But My, I agree. Okay. I, I agree. Um, some of the comments – um Ryan called out the troll, you know, he put him in his place. Yeah, I get it. But sometimes when you're in a professional, like you have to be a little bit bigger than that. But Simonelli goes out a troll like Mike goes out of PTA meetings.
1: <laughs> like I Dude, they'll never like let go you.
0: at boards of education. Nice comment, Billy. I know. So that was my whole spiel. But you know what? Like I understand though his point of it too. Like fuck it, free money, and you get to put a troll in its place. I guess. I, I I guess so. I don't know. My I wanted to talk the, about that though.
1: Okay, no problem. I'm glad I'm nice. glad you were able to get it off your yeah. chest. Robert. I got a lot of off
0: my chest in the that's last. Why, like, that's why 10 we minutes. do this podcast. Th- yeah, that yeah, yeah. and
1: speculation. Yeah. Uh, my worst of the week goes to the radical radical bowling YouTube page. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. They posted a video. I'm not going to have to say too much about this one. They posted a video earlier this week and the title of the video was it was it was their radical rundown, their radical rundown video, okay? And they they posted a, a video and the title of the video was how do you get on staff? So I give them worst of the week for encouraging patch piratism. <laughs> okay, radical guys guys and I know some p pe- I know some folks over there okay I know some folks that are fond of, of p- folks over there. guys let's not promote pack, pack, patch piratism okay let's end let's let's make efforts to end patch piratism not promote it All right and I will leave worst of the week with that. jimmy reminding everyone all staff still taking applications jimmy all staff always taking applications okay all staff applications never end all right rob showing a few the people left, Mike. the worst we of the week rosin bag there are we'll only a few, few left. left there's not many left. yo shout to the people shout to the people for supporting us we greatly appreciate it we'll be honest we're not making shit on these rosin bags cuz the cuz the shipping is like too expensive for rosin bags but anyway yeah we appreciate the support seriously like the way it's that you guys made too yeah i mean if, they really are great they bags. are they're great rosin bags uh yeah yeah anthony spagnolia he got he got a free one he got a free one from me cuz he showed up to bristol so I had I had to hook him up because he's in the he's in the Didn't chat. Just give, you're giving away profits here. What's up? I am. I know we're not even making any money and we're giving away profits, but it's okay. Our guy Jeff Lindemuth, he hooked us up, and you know, uh, if, you know, if you guys are looking to, you know, maybe you own a business, maybe you have an organization you want to make rosin bags for. He does other stuff too. You know, uh, definitely check him out. Uh, yeah. Uh, hey Tom, tough week for it to be a Chiefs Kingdom, huh? It's a tough week this week. <laughs> Bad
0: flashbacks of Andy
1: Reed with the Eagles. Oh my god. Oh my God. Sorry, Tom, how to how to throw that. Huh. I'm a Jets fan, so we just hate. That's all. I we can't. Do. I can't. I can't. We no. I gotta I gotta lay off the football. We can't talk Dude, about it
0: Robert, direct him, direct him, sweep the rack Rosenberg. Once once they're gone, they're gone. We're not we're not making any more after that. We're
1: gone. I'll I don't know that. about that. We might we might we i could say this, we won't be making any more of the worst of the week ones.
0: No, we'll make new we'll ones. We'll be doing that.
1: We might we might come out with a different one maybe at some point in the future. And we're no, raising right our away. shipping costs because yeah. you guys
0: all live in the
1: craziest areas. Yeah, it's going to be a $35 rosin bag. All right. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> we do premium rosin bags over here. You know, you premium 100%. rosin 100%. bags over here. Um, all right, Rob, final thoughts.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, so few things in the bowling world that uh, I just want to bring up real quick. The PBA is going full Roger Goodell out there the last uh, two weeks, and we haven't been able to really comment on on one of them banning uh, like steel wristbands, anything with steel or metal in the wristbands uh, starting next year they can't use. And Mike, I just saw something today on social media where the PBA is actually banning plug bowling balls going into the 2023 season. Now, it, it, it might seem... You know kind of not news for pros because if you're a a, a pro uh the national tour um you don't see a lot of the hand big hand braces and you don't see a lot of probably plug balls um i know there's some pros out there probably that bowl regionals that this might be affected um you know people you know maybe people who work in pro shops who plug multiple bowling balls and use different layouts? I know I used to do that um, and found a layout I liked. Can't use those anymore. So, Mike, is Tom Clark going full Roger Goodell on us uh, and and making this the no fun PBA league or no fun PBA tour? Or do you think these changes are just kind of not really important? I don't really think they're that important. Is it? Yeah, and I don't know. Is it only the national tour? Or is it also regional tour? It's a good question. I don't know. I don't want to say that it's a regional tour also. I'm sure Jeff Riggles, who listens, will probably correct us or knows the full story. He posted it on his 11 frame, I believe. I didn't read the article yet, so I will probably go ahead and read it sometime this week. But I definitely know they're banning it for the national tour going into 2023. Uh, Our fans are smart,
1: man. Uh, Doug Stockton, national only. So yeah, I mean, yeah, Robert Mattingly in the chat pointing out that a lot of regional guys can't afford new balls if they're making changes to pitches, et cetera. Nothing, makes sense, et cetera. I I understand that, but my my point to that would be, if you're going through that kind of change, you you should probably be doing that on on a number of balls that you already have, and then when you decide on the change that you're comfortable with and you want, then you then you go and drill some stuff. You know, I mean, I I think generally like. Bowlers are constantly drilling up bowling balls, so at least most of the bowlers that I know. Um, but yeah, you know, in, in, interesting to hear those rules. Anyway, all I right. So what Rob, else they're going to ban in the next few weeks? <laughs> Rob, I'm going to use final thoughts to respond to your brother uh, in a comment that he made on Twitter, uh, because oh, I I don't want to get into a three day twitter oh, argument God. with jeff so i'm gonna use oh, my God. platform here to respond to jeff and if jeff so chooses i guess he can uh, he can either address me in the chat uh, perhaps or he respond ad- address me on twitter he bowls league place. tonight i think he bowls okay. tonight so he all listens right. to it later okay well jeff feel free uh oh, God. he posted something today rob because we i would say me and you and dave as well are we're all kind of critical of mode of equipment Right. Randy was critical of motive equipment on the last year. Did you see his was. post? You know what I'm talking about? I did. I so did. he put up a post today, you know, letting us know, letting me know particularly, that uh and I don't know why it was just directed at me. Those guys are haters too, Jeff. All right. I'm not so, a hater. So uh oh, yes, you are. Yes, you are. You've said se- you've said already that like you'd love to see what EJ Tackett would, would. do with other equipment. Is that well, I, I mean would. you know I that's would. that's implying that the motive. That the motive was not, good for not him. that great. Okay. Not all right. Good for Fair him. enough. So Jeff put up a thing pointing out how I think the fir- four, the top four, or three of the top four, or four of the top five, something like that, were all motive, right? Uh, and motive's having a good week this week, okay? Let me say two things, all right? Number one, a lot of hook out there this week, Jeff. A lot of hook out there this week, Jeff. If there's one thing about motive balls, I think it's that they probably they don't hook they don't hook enough you know, they don't hook consistently they need too much friction right a lot of hook out there this week Jeff secondly let me say this people are still throwing that purple venom right Andrew Anderson was whacking him he's bowling really good he's throwing the purple venom what do they got one good ball one really good ball I mean Ooh. I'll say it's an all timer. <laughs> It's an all-timer. Like no question that ball is an all-timer. Okay? If if you were on my high school team during a certain period, you were like required to drill that ball. Okay? Great ball. But I mean, know, we're talking about a ball that's probably like over 10 years old at this point. All right? And that that's what we're still hanging our hat on. So when that ball's in play, when that per Oh, another purple ball, by the way. Another purple ball. Big Companies should maybe make more purple bowling balls. No, it seems like purple balls are generally good balls. Uh
0: dude, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Yo, yo, Billy Put. flying motive is greater than TV motive. I mean, yeah, we could call motive the Dallas Cowboys of the bowling world, but I mean, I, you know, so look, like I threw a my bunch response. of I okay. threw, look. I've used a lot of motive equipment and not a lot of it, but a venom shock. I also drilled one of their other balls and their stuff isn't, isn't terrible. Um, I just think compared to Utah, I, I just think they're just behind right now. That doesn't mean that they won't get there, but they are, are still of a newer company. Utah has been doing this shit for how many years, Mike? Um, you know, Brunswick even is how many years have they been doing it? I would still say motive is still kind of newer, um, and I think they just are a little bit behind right now. But, hey, it seems like their stuff's matching up this week. So, you know, we'll see uh, hopefully some some more motive people out there on, on TV.
1: Yep, for sure. All right, Rob, uh, that about wraps up our show this week. We hope the people enjoyed. We hope the people uh, enjoyed our new format for reviewing the PBA tournament. Sunday. Sunday live watch U.S. Open final. Can't wait. You know, crazy, crazy things always happen with the U.S. Open final. Uh, we'll be there. Join us. Uh, I'll have a spread. Okay, I'll have a spread for the people. All right, I'll be snacking as we're uh, as we're taking. People want to know why we don't stay on during the commercials. Honestly, it's because I need to snack, people. Okay, That's a lot, man. It's a lot. I it's, a right? lot. So it's tiring. You got to get up and take a little a little walk, do a little snacking. Uh, we'll be there. All right. Come join us Saturday, uh, Sunday night, Sunday evening. Uh, for most of you, maybe Sunday afternoon for some of you, uh, we'll be there. Follow him on Twitter. He's Brooklyn, Rob 11. Follow me. I'm at the two email us. Sweet, the racket Gmail. If you want to reach out and have anything to say, you want to support the show, go to our website, sweep the rack uh, buy a rosin bag. Check it out. We're going to, we're going to be releasing some other stuff soon too. We're working on some things behind the scenes. Uh, have a great week. All right, everybody have a great week. Enjoy match play, of the U.S. Open. And uh, Rob, we'll see everybody Sunday. Yes, sir. See ya. Have a good night, everyone. Later, people.
0: are now listening to sweep the rack podcast featuring brooklyn rob and big mike